a citywide Christmas like holiday party where a bunch of Apple employees performed and did like stand up and, and played music and it was it was fucking magical. But that's not what this show's about, is it, boys? Nope. We're gonna talk about games. We are we're gonna talk about kind of magic. We're gonna talk about all sorts of cool games. But first we gotta jump into news. And so, as you guys know, we normally do a couple of news articles, and I normally attribute those articles to the blog I found them from and the author who wrote them. But this one kind of doesn't need attribution. I will say that I got this. I got a tweet from Jason Schreier yesterday that spiked my pulse, like literally spiked my pulse. Um, And it was that, ah, man, that Bungie and Activision were divorcing. And Bungie was getting to keep Destiny. So, I lost my shit. I was at work. Um, I don't know if you guys were at work when, when this news kind of dropped. But I was sitting at my desk and out loud in the, in, my, in the studio. I was like, oh shit! And got everyone's attention. Um, but yeah, this is going to be something we're all going to have some uh, some thoughts on. So why don't we just like go around? Um, some, yeah, Eric, what do, you, what do you... We'll start with Eric. Um, what are your thoughts on... The fact that easily the one of the biggest gaming partnerships, aside from Activision Blizzard, is no longer. Um, I I don't know if I would have ever considered Bungie and Activision a partnership, right? I would have considered that corporate overlord and employee um, <laughs> is is how I would yeah. classify that relationship. Because the second that they got involved with Destiny, um or Activision took over, right? Destiny is just, I, I would attribute that to the, 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 the downfall of it. It was funny though, because every time, I don't know if you saw any of my replies to people on Twitter, cause they're like, oh yeah, we're finally going to get old Bungie back when they were making Halo. And to every one of those people I replied, yeah, like when Microsoft owned them, um, when they were making good games. Um, and I know that was rude of me to burst bubbles, but it's, it's the honest truth, right? Microsoft, I think stayed out of their way for the first couple of Halo games. <laughs> Um, sure. And, and let them play good games. I'm tentative. I'm. I'm. Tep- my excitement is tepid right now, just to see where it goes. This is still knowing how corporate separations work. This is still 18 months of Activision being involved. Bungie is still, uh, or Bungie is still on the hook for the le- next year of content. We don't know what that contract and demerger looks like for the year three of Destiny Two. Um, but I think for the future of the franchise, it's super exciting. All right, dope. We will get into discussion, so please don't don't be afraid of that. Um, Ryan, thoughts? Oh, you know what, Bobby? Why don't you go first? Just because you're the guest, and I didn't do that before. I let Eric go, and I feel like an asshole. No, it's all right. <laughs> um, so obviously, like this was a big shakeup that that caught a lot of attention across the board. Um, I love I love Bungie. I'm a an apologist at times for Destiny. This is like the longest break I've had from from playing that game because I didn't quite care for some of the changes that were made recently. Sure. Uh, with Forsaken, I mean, I know a lot of people were like super jazzed about what they did with it, but I just really bounced off it pretty hard after playing through a little bit of those things. Um, you know, like I'm all about independence. I think that what they did for a long time with Microsoft being out of their way to your point, Eric, gives them a little bit more freedom. Um, I think that I think that they did stop listening to their base for a while and they listened to their base too much and then they listened to Activision or whomever or the stockholders too much. And like there's been some dumb shit that's happened where like 
I think that the separation of people on PlayStation from Xbox with like the exclusive and like the, the, the year long content and all that bullshit that came out, like I'm hoping that, that they start to like remove themselves from some of those things that I think Activision was trying to get some money from. But ultimately, like in my simplest opinion, this is a good move for Bungie to get more control over uh, their IP and to be able to uh, hopefully start to do a little bit more unique updates. And I think what what's going on right now with something like Fortnite, where you see like they're changing some things up with how you have a game with service go and how you have uh, all these these random ass updates happening. I, I absolutely think that Bungie has to evolve a bit because in in the world that we're in right now, like there's a lot of opinions floating around with these big AAA studios, but ultimately like I think that they should have a little bit more control over what they're doing. And now that Activision's out of the picture, it's curious what four years from now we'll see. I mean, it's it's interesting that it's happening so close to like the potential next launch of hardware too, because that's kind of what kicked off Destiny to begin with. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Ryan, you got thoughts on this uh, this this company divorce? Um, not really. I think the last time I cared about Bungie was like Halo Four. They didn't um, even make Halo Four. <laughs> oh, all right then, the yep, Halo franchises. So, like, honestly, I don't, I don't really. Well, hold on. Are you talking about the number in the franchise, or are you talking about the fourth Halo released? I'm, I'm just talking about Halo in general, I, I guess. Yeah. I didn't realize that they didn't make that one, so I just threw out. I think the last one that I played it because I didn't play yeah. five. So, well, no, right, I guess, right. I guess it would be, I guess the fourth game released would be three, right? ODST. Came no, ODST. 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 Yeah. Okay, ODST was out after three. Yeah. I couldn't remember what that order was. Yeah. There. All right. Yeah. Anyway, it takes place. It takes place during Halo Two. Right. But it it was released after Halo Three. Right. It's still probably one of my favorite of the series. Um, ODST and Reach oh, are, God, are the so good. shit. Yep, so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, unbelievably good. Yeah, I think... Uh, okay, so uh, my opinion real quick before... I, sorry, Eric, I'm cutting you off. Um, there's a couple of things. And, like, there's there's a lot that, that obviously went into play here. But the fact that it happened so suddenly without rumor is a little nuts. Um, Jason Schreier literally tweeted, like, 11 minutes before the confirmation, like, something's happening. I can't tell you just what yet, but something's happening. And like 12, 12 minutes later, 11 minutes later, it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, they're done. Um, I do want to point out that in November, Activision tweeted that they were disappointed with Destiny 2 sales. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 minutes later, the leads at Bungie were like, we are extremely proud of Forsaken, which yep. should have been the first sign of like, um, <laughs> they're not getting along. Um that's not something that generally happens without people getting fired. Um, so, so that was the thing. But I think that everyone's points so far have been super valid. Uh, uh, Bobby, I agree. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see where this company is in four years with their own roadmaps that they can follow and not having to go by the strict annual um, schedule and monetization style of Activision. Um, and, and Eric, I think you're right that it's good for them in terms of just being free of leadership because they they not free of leadership but free of uh like an overlord um because they they did grow disenfranchised with with microsoft back when microsoft was in the the dark days some would say uh, i mean i know 360 was a really great time for xbox but the transition for 
from F360 to Xbox One was surely in the process when Halo Reach was released and they were on their way out um, with Halo 4 being released as like the last game on the on the system kind of. Um, but I think it opens up weird possibilities. And I'll, I'll end my, my quick take and we can get into discussion real quick with this thread that I found myself following yesterday of a guy, and I can't remember his name for the, for the life of me, but he, um, he's been kind of known for calling stuff based on Microsoft recently. Um, and, and so, and, and as far, and so far as like Halo five recently, so not super recently, but he, he called the reveal of Halo five a few months ahead of time, called the reveal of the master chief collection. He, um, called the studios that Microsoft was going to scoop up before E3 this year. Um, and he, he said about six months ago that it was that, that, that Microsoft was itching to bring Bungie back into the fold, which oh. I remember seeing and being like, eh, that's dumb. Are, are you going to, are you going to name Bungie, this sage? I don't remember his name, but I, I said that. It's not Michael um, Patcher, is it? I don't know. That's not it. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, so then this this the separation seems a little bit um, conspicuous based on that information. But follow that up with Phil Spencer being one of the first people to tweet in response to Bungie's tweet of like, hey, yeah, we actually did do this. And Phil's tweet said, looking forward to working with my favorite indie studio again. And I might be looking into this too much. But Microsoft was talking about buying EA last year. And if they were talking about flexing that kind of money, mm-hmm. and with Phil Spencer as leadership at Xbox and seeing what Xbox has done, him going back to his old friends and saying, what if I gave you money and complete creative freedom doesn't sound like it's out of the, uh, out of the realm of possibility. Um, so I'm extremely excited for what could end up coming. Yeah, that's... That's huge. I mean, to think about like the, like a kind of a homecoming for them, you know, like I, I had this discussion offline with a few other people just about like who's really more to blame with some of the missteps with with handling destiny. Is it Activision? Is it Bungie? Like I, I have to feel that like Bungie was making decisions for the dollar. But ultimately, like I think some of those missteps to some of the shit that that's wrong with destiny does does land at the doorstep of Bungie on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, but like, yeah, for them to come back, like, I don't know, like, do I want to miss Bungie making Halo again? Like, honestly, man, like, I'd like to see Bungie just do something fucking new. Yep. Like, yeah, absolutely. Dude, like, they got they had a ten year plan for <coughs> for Destiny. Blushing, excuse me. I don't know what they would, do, but I, I mean, so I think if they a, end up with Microsoft as a studio, yeah, who knows? I think there was a really good point brought up, and I I like this, and I didn't jump in it on the in our group discord but the 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 fact of the matter was i think it would be awesome for destiny 3 to launch when with bungie complete creative control and it be so far in the future that everybody's just gone zavala's gone so destiny 1 and 2 are, is the lore you learn they're, yeah they're the lore you're finding out stuff about zavala and Cade and whatnot and it's a totally new world i think that would be uh i think that would be the smartest coolest way for the franchise to for Bungie to take creative control and actually do some of the things because I, mean, I think back to when D- Destiny was launched, right, and watching that first trailer of that first zone, um, and then you know getting the Thunderlord on the stage at E3 when they showed it off, and then you know, <laughs> a year Man. later the game came out. It was like, what? What? 
man there's a there's a yeah there's a full Um, podcast to be had about the the blunderous development cycle at destiny one i think that that feeds into what bobby was bobby bobby's point right is it's it's we like to point the finger at ea and we like to point the finger at activision because they're the the evil corporate overlords right but it's very easily to blame somebody for making money but we've got to remember that's exactly what a publisher's job is right they are in the business of making money um there are publishers that do man there are i i don't i don't i'm just calling it out there yeah Um, you are no you're you're not wrong i'm not i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it's right but that's their sole function right is we're gonna give you money studio and you're gonna provide us a product back and here are the terms and milestones that you're gonna provide this product here's your little bean counter that's gonna come and check up on you and you cut decisions and you know and do things from you know corporate um you know, but ultimately, was there some of that going on? Yes. Was there some missteps with the community going on? One hundred percent. I think so. Your car's locked. Damn it! Damn it, Ryan. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Um, no, it's super interesting, and and I uh, I imagine we'll probably come back to this as a full topic when more stuff comes out. Like Activision's going to actively um, move itself out of the marketing and uh, uh, like publishing process over time it's not an immediate and like clean separation that's gonna it's gonna be a, a little bit of a, a drag on um operation but um it's exciting to see bungie be literally the largest indie studio in the world suddenly almost overnight and um yeah i'm excited to see where they go i think that um if they did go back to microsoft i know that's a long shot and a, and a, and a dream if they did i seriously doubt they would work on halo um, mm-hmm. because 343 is a very powerful team and Phil uh, Spencer had the faith in them to be like, all right, build your own engine and take five years between games. Um, I don't think they think that that studio needs help. I think they're pretty confident with what they've got. But seeing Bungie come back to at Microsoft could be really cool. Let's get that, um, mar- let's get that marathon reboot. Let's go. Fuck. Or Oni. Or another Oni. Oh, baby. They can't, they can't make Oni, though. Why? Well, they could. They'd have to make. They have to call it something else because Oni is an established part of the Halo universe. Um, but that's fine. We're getting into semantics. We have been talking about Xbox why, a lot. Why couldn't they spin it though? And we're going to go down a rabbit hole here. Why oh couldn't they spin it that Oni, much like the Wayland Uteni Corporation, was a predecessor to everything that it was Halo? Right, and it's a. I mean, it's, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just I want to see smell that. a three-hour episode coming on. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, Caleb and I are going to talk about this the rest of the time. Here we no. go. Um, what I was trying to so smoothly segue into before Eric had to ruin it with that really weird fan theory was we've been talking about Xbox a lot, and our topic tonight is about Xbox, uh, but it's about Xbox Game Pass. And for those of you who don't know. You've been living under a rock. Um, but for those of you who haven't been living under a rock and don't know, Xbox Game Pass is essentially Netflix for games. Um, it's $10 a month on Xbox, and it gets you access to over 150 games now. Um, and it's a, it's a rotating list, but it's a slowly rotating list, much like Netflix, where you'll see shows show up and then go away. Um, but it also is the proprietary home of Xbox-exclusive properties day and date of their release in the service. And uh, when it first launched, it came with titles like 
Oh, man. I don't even remember what was in the first couple of months of Game Pass. Suffice it to say that it was a very small selection, and people were kind of like, eh, hey. that's all right. Um, but as I wrapped up last episode, um, for those of you who listened, um, December was insane. We got her, we got uh, Mutant Year Zero. We got Ashen. We got Below. We got the Life is Strange, the whole first Life is Strange, Life mm-hmm. is Strange Before the Storm. And then January, we got... Ark came out was, in December, too, Arc. didn't it? Or was that November? Mm-hmm. Arc, Arc Survival Evolved. Yeah, yeah, Arc. And then January has seen Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, already in there. And that came out in, like, September. Hey, uh, you know, the biggest game I was, like, really looking forward to was Farming Simulator 17. Yeah, if yeah. anybody really um, wants to get down on that. Xbox finally <laughs> got Absolver. For those of you who haven't played Absolver, get on that game. It's so good. Um, for Ben, my uncle, who's having a lot of problems with that game, get good. Anyway, um, why? why, why yeah, ooh, shots damn. fired. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't watch the podcast. It's okay. Nah, he doesn't watch. He won't know. Um, um, you're, you're, anyway, for, you're forgetting. Uh, you're forgetting. You're forgetting maybe uh, the penultimate game that was just added there. In... I didn't say below. Did I say below? I didn't say below. No. You did. Below also you did say below. You, you, I did. You forgot, okay. to say, you forgot to say my new darling. Uh, I take offense to it, though. Hellblade. In Hellblade. Hellblade came out in, like, November, my friend. It's I been out for a bit. It has not been on Game Pass. Yes, it has. You missed it for, like, a month. You were like, yo, it's on there. And I was like, it's been there, but whatever. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hellblade Cinema Sacrifice by Ninja Theory. New Xbox-owned studio is also on there and eric played the hell out of that this week suffice it to say game pass has in the short lifespan that it's existed oh you know what one of the first games on there was fucking sea of thieves anyway um in the short lifespan it's had it has become easily the best value dollar for dollar um 100 in gaming and so yeah our topic today is about game pass and uh, I've been talking a lot and keeping you guys from talking. So somebody kick off discussion with something. Well, I think it's, I think it's the most innovative thing that's happened this generation. Like yeah. I told you that offline. That's a really big ass like hyperbolic statement. But um, like like- the, the the thing of it is is that like when you talk about innovating and reinventing, like what they've laid out with Game Pass not only gives flexibility to gamers it is an opportunity for exposure for some of these games that like nobody would ever fucking spend money on or play, which is huge. Um, I think that it also is the foundation for things to come in the next generation, like the cloud gaming service that Microsoft has teased. I think it's going to be baked into game pass in some shape or form. And right now out of all the three big players in the console wars, you only have one outside of PC that's offering any type of preview, which is Xbox. And they have the Microsoft preview for these games. And like, I can't help but think that that's going to be absorbed into Game Pass in some like some way. Like any game that's on preview is going to be immediately part of Game Pass. What a better way to test what the game can do to break the game, to like get feedback on a game. Like I think that it's already such a close handshake to the gamers yeah. that to get developers more involved with like a feedback and a conversation through something like Game Pass, like that's the shit that's gonna bring it to mobile. That's the shit that's gonna bring it to tablets. Like I would not be the least bit surprised if Microsoft somehow worked out a deal with Nintendo since they're best buds now on some sort of cloud gaming coming to Switch power 
Microsoft and Game Pass. Like, yeah. there's so much that's happening with this right now that, like, there's a cloud around it that's just like, oh, you get all these games, you get these, you know, exclusives day one. But, like, the bigger picture being painted is that this is this is the future of Xbox that you're seeing right now. Yeah. And you make a good point with um, the game preview stuff that I didn't – I remember you mentioning that, and I didn't actually think about it. But, like, PUBG and Ark Survival Evolved and We Happy Few were um, Game Pass – or. Um, game preview titles that all wound up in game pass yep so like it's uh it's already kind of become that um yeah. and like you're right that 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 uh, game preview relationship opens up like a dialogue for what seems like a very easy transition into being a part of game pass yeah man it's wild uh i love it i'm, I'm very happy about it i'm very happy for xbox and just yeah just to just to defend myself here it was released on uh, December 17th. I downloaded it on December 18th. And just because I got around to playing it over the last two weeks, I just, I, you know, I just don't want to, uh, you know, I'm not going to be called out that easily here. Uh, ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah, you, ma'am. Anyway. Um, no, I agree with everything Bobby just said. I think it is it is one of the most uh, innovative things with everything that happened um, in, in this generation. And I'm just looking over the list of games here, um, you know, and it, it's not necessarily the first party games or the Microsoft games that, uh, you know, jump out at me on this list. We've got Hellblade from Ninja Theory and a bunch of the recent acquisitions. But, you know, there's a bunch of games on here like that you would never buy um, to Bobby's point without you know and just giving it a chance and then i think this taking it one step further for the dlc stuff right is super interesting because i would you know a lot of these games i wouldn't necessarily buy but all of a sudden now i've got a ten dollar a month i'm in it i'm invested oh now the dlc is coming out so now i've just you know now i'm giving money that money directly to the publisher Mm -hmm. and taking that extra step to actually become part of that community um but i think yep uh you know it's interesting you know player unknown you know battlegrounds is on there which is i think huge um for them now and you know you see games some of the older games like devil may cry the newer devil may cry uh and stuff like that which just gives you know looking at the calendar for next year which we've talked about a little bit we're gonna see i think we're gonna see games coming out quicker faster like that um on this service um the list of games on this on game pass is just so good it's unbelievable yeah i'm I'm on my Xbox right now scrolling through looking at everything. It's so and, good. And like, well, to everybody's point as well, like Absolver and Ashen that came out, I would have never paid for that. Nope. Because, sure. Because sure. you guys know the games that I play, and it's nothing. It's it's neither one of those. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. you guys brought it up, and I, I downloaded it. It's like, oh, well, holy shit. This is actually, it was very frustrating. And then I was like, because I knew it's exactly the game I don't play, but then... The more I played, because I could do it for free, I, I got into it. I like it a lot more now. And, like, it also has older games. Like, who's going to go out and buy Halo Wars 2? I love the game, but I'm not going to go buy it. Just because, you know, the, you can't get a copy for under $30 or something like that right now. It's like, there's no point in me paying for it. But then it's like, oh, looky there. There's there's my games right there, the ones that I want to play every single yeah. time. And... Like, I'm looking at my most played in my actual games. I have 100 games downloaded to my Xbox, and the only ones I play are all on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, there's... It's <laughs> it's ridiculous, like, the number of things that are on here that, like, I actually play. Like, Rocket... Fucking Rocket League's in Game Pass. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like big. you spent money on that game, Caleb. I mean, it's not <laughs> like you spent a lot. It's not like you're getting like there's some there's some trash that you got to sort through. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some there's some some shit on there. But overall, like you get oh, some no, really. Oh no, Scream Rides Scream Rides an amazing game. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's absolutely like uh, not only is it that there's a shit ton of games on there <laughs> that are readily available to go, you've got some really good games now. Like one interesting thing I thought about too for for them, like I don't think they're struggling to get the service off the ground right now. And I know I'm not the first person to mention this, but like Sea of Thieves came out to lackluster fanfare, right? But that game should have been and still could be uh, a Game Pass exclusive. And I think that that's something that they haven't even tapped into yet is like, hey, you want to play this game? It's only available if you're an active subscriber on game pass it sure. lives slowly behind game pass what a, and they need a banger to do this and i don't think sea of thieves was it like from a games with service it makes sense but to get something out there like i don't even think crackdown's the game to do it but if they get a game that says you can't buy this you only get it through subscription which i know some people will be really pissed off by and it doesn't need to be something massive from them but it needs to be a game that can turn some heads to get people in there on because once they get into it they're there. i would yeah no i i would i would go as far to say that Halo Infinite's fucking perfect. Yeah. They plan on making that game um, not like a... Uh, they plan on making that game like a live service game. They sure. don't want to They don't want to make it like um, exactly like Destiny, but they plan on like making something that they can iterate on for years. And I can't think of a better way than to guarantee like, hey, this game's going to be... You can only get it through Game Pass, which means the people that are playing it are paying $10 a month for it for the entire duration that it exists and like that could be a really great way to fund that yeah. that endeavor you said something else and i wanted to comment and i forgot eric you were saying something go ahead well um i think you know that you brought up an interesting thing there that's going to piss a lot of people off i don't i feel like if that's introduced too quickly or in the wrong way we could end up with a don matrick style release uh, mm. You love that guy's name. I'm pissed at you for bringing him up again. I'm, I'm going to do it, though. We're talking exclusively about Microsoft, and he needs to be brought up. Um, I hate uh, you. I know. That's fine. Um, <laughs> in, in this regard, it's it's a matter of, um, you know, if, if all of a sudden you're pay-gating these exclusive Microsoft games in a service, right? If I'm thinking about this... You know, now granted, I have Game Pass, so I'm trying to think of it from the out, the, the 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 outsider looking in, right? I'm not gonna all of a sudden who I've got my kid who I buy one game for a year, spend 120 dollars on a recurring subscription to get them that one game. Um, so I'm gonna have to disagree, I think, because there are things that come out on Netflix that only come out on Netflix, and if you want to watch them on something else, you can get bent. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not arguing that model i'm arguing video games i'm not i'm not take netflix out of the equation take hbo out of the equation i'm not saying it's not coming i'm saying the marketing and the business aspect of it around it have to be thought about a little bit more than just saying oh here's a game because there's a lot of people out there that are going to say wait a minute i don't want to have to pay a subscription to get my game there's i still have i have a friend literally lives right down the street from me another dad who refuses to buy anything digitally he goes to best buy tuesday buys a blu-ray Game launches, he goes to GameStop, he picks up the game, right? Uh, he doesn't want it. He he still wants you can't, to own you can't, a copy. You can't cater to people that are 
attached not... to attached to things that, that change though. What I'm the I don't I don't mean to like talk down about people that like their 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 media physically, but like <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. But the idea that like I think you're overestimating the the willpower people have maybe um because people will absolutely subscribe to something for one thing. People subscribe to to Netflix for Marvel shows and they will dis- subscribe to Disney Channel, the Disney Netflix, the Disney net version of Netflix so they can get Star Wars shows. Like that's that's what we do now. We don't we no longer worry about paying, you know, large sums for the the swath of cable that we get. We pay three, four, five, ten, twelve dollars a month for a collection of things. And if you were to start I, I don't know, I think the transition from games four games into that thing isn't isn't that big a deal. Like it, and and like like Bobby said, it doesn't have to start with big titles it can't start with big titles but if you start throwing small things up there you can only get through game pass and ease people in think of the netflix model right like they didn't jump in and go here's all of this stuff that we're making but over time because they started making stuff and people liked it and people started to realize like this is how media works now um i don't think that's crazy I, I don't think say it's, it's crazy. I don't, I don't Again, think. I don't even think it's. As, I don't think it's as scary as as you think it is. I think I, it's something that we're really close to. Uh, I think the bandwidth is there. I think the bandwidth isn't there, and I think we're still alienating a lot of people that aren't in a bubble that we live in, right? I don't think. Uh, I know but why has that conversation not come up about Netflix? I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing again. I'm not arguing Netflix. Netflix is a different model than what this is right your netflix is a very easily consumable model and it's much easier from a family standpoint to say oh there's something here on netflix if i'm watching punisher for every single person in my family if i'm buying my kid one video game a year because that's the game he wants and i know other parents and i'm I'm looking at this from a parent's perspective right again and i know other parents who buy their kids one game a year and that's the only game that they get right Uh, i'm not saying that's right or wrong that's just their parenting style that, those parents right there, they're never going to buy a subscription model for their kids to play games because they're going to say, here's 60 bucks, end of conversation. Um, yeah, well, those people don't Yeah, why would, why would, they, why would they spend $120 a year for this one game that right. this kids can play? Those people aren't using Game Pass now, guys. Why would it matter if Game Pass started putting games on Game Pass exclusively? Because now I might, now, my chubby-cheeked blonde kid wants this game. And I and we can't get it for him. And I'm not going to get. I it. I still think I don't know if it'll be the game content that like they they pay gate and do that with. I do think the the vessel that that elevates this to the next the next step is going to be that cloud service. And I think that right. you'll, you might even have at that point in time like they they might break and do tiered subscription models. Like here here's Game Pass without the cloud. Here's Game Pass with the cloud, and that that could turn into something there. But uh, I mean I I think a, a more a yeah, better Comparison is, is Amazon. Yeah. Like people paid for Prime for just faster shipping yep. and free shipping. And now they're paying, they've, they've increased the cost of Prime because they've got, you know, Emmy award winning TV shows. They're offering Amazon Unlimited. They've got dash buttons and all this other shit that they've like sprinkled into it. And I would argue that like it's too much. Mm-hmm. And I think Microsoft's done a good job of being a, a pretty straight line and bringing content to people that they wouldn't have played. But if any of the other players get into a situation where they start to stream, I mean, Sony's just a one flip away from turning PS Now to something similar. 
where there needs to be some exclusivity, I think, beyond just the first party titles that would entice people to be there. Yeah, I think the bigger yeah. problem, I think the bigger challenge Sony has is infrastructure, right? There where Microsoft has the unique advantage of saying, oh, wait, here's this infrastructure because we, we are a IT company first um, mm-hmm. what, that Sony does not have. Um, well, Sony also does baked into that yeah. system. Sony also does their their service wrong. Like yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be the first to hang my coat on that. Like PlayStation now is a streaming service, and every game is tough to get through if you have a mediocre connection. Xbox yeah. Game Pass you can hit download on a game, and you it's on your system. Like you don't have to worry about streaming that and having a constant connection while you play. Um, and so, like, that's that's a big deal. Um, and I, I guess, like, it it's worth bringing up, but, like, I think Game Pass, we've already kind of brought up that, like, Bobby threw down right away and said that he thinks it's the most innovative thing that's been done this generation, and I agree. But I, I think it's also the most, the most generational change-proof thing that we've ever mm-hmm. seen a company do. Like, Game Pass is something that is established now, only being what is it 10 months old 11 months old and um it's it's established itself now and we're we're seeing something that's going to turn xbox into a a, a future proof company like playstation is yeah playstation is going to have to figure out what to do to make their next gen system compare to this not xbox trying to figure it out you know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm gonna, right, hold on, up hold on. I'm, I'm going I'm to bring it up. I'm going to say his name again, but I'm going to say it in a positive light. <laughs> this what? is this is what Don Matrick was trying to get across when the Xbox One launched, because what Phil Spencer, because he is Phil Spencer, was so eloquently able to do, and the sh- shifts have been there, is he has taken this original concept that was Xbox One and molded the rough piece of clay and that shitstorm that Don Matrick gave us on. Buy an Xbox you're gonna say his name. I don't know. I said you're going to say his name I, I, one I, more time. I'm going to say it, three, said it more, twice. three more times. Don Matrick. Don Matrick. Don Matrick. <laughs> anyway. Um, Surrounded by assholes. I know. But my point, <laughs> my point is, is that's that's where I think it is. And I, I and going back just real quick, not to harp on the point too much, but I think it's interesting. And I would almost go so far as to say not even Amazon, but the new model that Hulu is, yeah. is come out with is probably the best example of a tiered subscription in that type of service, right? Is because you can get Hulu at the base like $9 a month or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then you can get the commercial free plan, which is what my wife and I pay for. Then you can add on individual subscriptions. So like when you better believe when Game of Thrones comes out, and this is plays into your point, Caleb, right? When Game of Thrones comes on, I'm going to pay the extra 10 bucks a month to get HBO while Game of Thrones yep. is out, and then I'm going to turn HBO off. Right, I'm gonna spend thirty bucks, yeah. and I'm gonna get out of there. Um, and they're gonna bank. They're gonna bank on you forgetting to turn HBO off. And right. I know you specifically won't, but that's how they make money. Right, exactly. If someone throws on HBO, and then a year later they're like, "Oh shit!" I agree. And then <laughs> yeah, you can. HBO. And now they're starting to promote. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Sophie Vergara and uh, Joe. Ma- I can't even pronounce his last name. Uh, Magliano. Or Joe Manangelo. Manangelo, whatever. Um, Magian, fucking Deathstroke. Um, <laughs> um, he uh, the the ads that they've been running now promoting their forty dollar a month cut the cable service right, which I think is the most brilliant thing uh, in yeah, the world. Yeah, can and throw in a bunch of channels. That's, yeah, that's for forty just, bucks. That's making because you don't need to log into your 
FX or your thing. That's AT&T and if, fuck you, telecom companies. That's all I'm saying. I think I think what's interesting about it, like if you just zoom out and look at services across the board right now for the industry, like right now, like if you own more than one console, you're more than likely paying 120 bucks, give or take, a year to have yeah. online capabilities for both of those consoles. And if you are like just that one guy that has an Xbox, maybe you had an Xbox 360, you got an Xbox One. And I think that like from what I'm gathering, this is my first time talking to, to most of you here, but they're playing a lot of games that a lot of people normally wouldn't play. And you're, you're exploring things that other people wouldn't explore. Like there's a good amount of people out there that are like one to two games a year type. They're going to get their, their Madden fix. They're going to get like a Call of Duty fix. And they're going to bounce between those two things. Now there's Fortnite that's doing so What I think Microsoft's doing really well is that they're offering in a service module for people to play more things. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, like Ryan was saying earlier, like, no, Ryan would, uh, that's probably my mic. Yep. Sorry, dude. I don't know what it is. Is that better? I turned the game down. It's, yeah, it's it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like somebody's running water and a vacuum, and there's a train and a helicopter all simultaneously right there. <laughs> Does it still sound stuff. like that? No, no, no. Now you're good. It's not as loud. Now you're good. Yeah, yeah, okay, was, yeah. Was, that was, was just game because there's a shower on the background. Ah, okay. There we go. Guys, I'm moving into my own house in like <laughs> a few weeks. <laughs> just be patient with me. All good. I just. Go um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh no! Like uh, the the idea that you know some things wouldn't have been played by by people if they hadn't had them just pop into the service that they were already paying for. Like, um, no, Ryan was was absolutely right. Like, I wouldn't have played Ashen. Um, it's a Souls inspired game, and, and like. It's it's a it's a pretty looking game, and and I I was interested in how it looked, but, but the idea of playing a game like Dark Souls that you get frustrated with because it's just brutally difficult is not something I'm going to pay for. And Ashen dropping Same. on Game Pass, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And like we played it for a little bit, and it's interesting, and I do plan to come back to it. Um, and I played Absolver on PlayStation when it came out. I bought it on PlayStation when it came out, and I stopped playing it because I couldn't play with my friends. Now it's on Xbox. I don't have to pay for it, and all my friends can download it. Um, it's just it's just an opportunity creator. Um, Ryan and I got really into Halo Wars 2 this year. And, like... Eh, I didn't go really into it. We played, like, dude, one game together. We played, it for like, <laughs> we played it for, like, two nights straight and got through, like, half of the campaign. And I want to go back to it. We just got interrupted by something. Life. Uh, yeah, you know. Life, these things. That thing. Yeah. These things. These things, you know, uh, life, kids, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Things. yeah. No, Game Pass has become this, uh, I don't know. It's If you would have asked me in March when Sea of Thieves came out after playing Sea of Thieves if Game Pass was going to be big, I would have probably told you no. Because Sea of Thieves to me, oh, and thank God Ben doesn't listen to this podcast because he'd have a conniption fit. Um, sea of Thieves to me isn't interesting. I It's beautiful. And the gameplay loop is fun for about six hours. Yeah. Um, but I've said this before, like, it's not it's not a pirate game. It's a it's a it's an explorer game. Um, if I wanted to be a, an explorer, I would play that game and go and go dig up hidden treasures. 
If I wanted to be a pirate, I'd play Black Flag and sail around and attack ships for their loot. Um, and like that just doesn't. That's not the the key gameplay loop. And and to some people that might be. Um, to to when Ryan and I play with Ben, it's often not. We have to force him into like <laughs> do, killing hey, other people. Let's just go kill people. And he's like, I don't want to. That's not um, cool. But to get back to my point, if you'd asked me then if Game Pass was going to be what I think it is now, I would have said no. Um, and so to take this leap and then like over you know nine months of kind of tepid interest from most of the community. Um, and then uh, land December and January like they did, like, dude. Yeah. Like, three three games came out on Game Pass in December that were on, like, my Game of the Year list. Like, Mutant Year Zero right. was fantastic. Below yeah, is very good. good. Yeah, like, did you play Mutant Year Zero, Bobby? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing it right now. I actually played it just a few hours ago. Oh, that game is so good. It's very good. It's, it's very, very good. good, and it has like no business being that good. No, I <laughs> like, think it's one of my biggest surprises actually from Game Pass that I've picked up. Just like yeah. it was a game that I downloaded because I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, like I like XCOM, I like Rabbids and Mario. Like I'll check this out, sure. and it completely delivered. Yeah, um, it's it's weird that we're. I don't. I keep saying it's weird. It's 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 a uh, it's a pleasant surprise. I think more getting... more importantly, like one of the things to like really make mention of with with Game Pass. And we talked about it, but we haven't really like landed the plane on it. Is what it's doing for first-party exclusives for Xbox, which has been the argument this entire generation that hey, get a, get a PlayStation because Microsoft doesn't have shit when it comes to exclusives. And like, I tend like as as much as I'm like maybe not keen on what Sony's been doing the last year, I have to agree that with what Microsoft's doing by saying, hey, we heard you, we've bought more studios. And for $10 a month, whenever these studios put out something new, you can play it day one. I think that that in itself is monumentally huge. And I think that like a game like Forza Horizon 4 to come out this year and be able to play that day one, like the value that you get just from that game Man, is yeah. unreal. Mm-hmm. And then like Crackdown 2 was whatever. Crackdown was a hell of a lot of fun when the first one came out. This third one's been talked about, talked about, talked about arguably probably one of the biggest titles to come on game pass so i'll be really curious to see come february if, if there is a good. spike yeah if it's any good one but also like it's a safe bet for somebody to say eh, you know what like i won't spend 60 bucks on it but maybe i'll do that dollar for the first month or even ten dollars if i've already done that to play crackdown for, sure. for, for th- like from a, even from a red box rental standpoint right for ten dollars yeah, for 30 days is, yeah that's that's a that, yeah that's a great point Yep. I mean, it, the, with uh, with Game Pass, I, I think I'm looking at it right now. There's pr- I probably got $300 wrapped up in games that I know I would have bought if they weren't on Game Pass. And I even I haven't even had it for a year just year yet. So I haven't even paid $120 yet for the subscription, and it saved me $300 at least so far until hopefully some of these games don't fall off. But uh, there, there's at least eight or ten games that I would have bought. There's yeah, one game that I was forced to buy by Caleb, but I'm not going to go there. And here's, um, hey, man, it was a trying time. I know, I know. Here's something that's <laughs> here's something that's interesting too that we haven't brought up is later in the next um, in the next uh, couple of I think it's either the end of next month or maybe top of March. Maybe it's the end of Q1. I can't remember. But Game Pass is coming to PC too. So not yeah, only is that's... your ten not only Fuck. is your ten not only is your ten dollar subscription. <laughs> going to cover your console but now um i know that you have a i know that sarge has a pc uh bobby this is your first so i i would i would imagine you're 
a member of the PCMR. Um, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Bobby and I are on the same oh, team. Nope. Okay. We are so not members I, of the PCMR. I'm the only. I'm the only one. But I'm a. I'm a traitor, right? To 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 the, to the <laughs> ranks of the PCMR because I play console with you guys every night, even though I've got this thing sitting uh, right here with me. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, but my point is, is now all of a sudden, not only am I going to be able to play. Not only am I going to be able to hop in on these games on console with you guys, um, and then I'm also going to be able to play the Game Pass games with my friends that only have PC, which is now I'm now I feel like I'm ripping Microsoft off um, uh, at that regard, uh, you know, which is which is super interesting um, to be able to hop in and then be able to get not only the first party games, which are to be able to play Crackdown on PC with friends, and then also. Um, with you guys on Xbox, um, but be able to hop on, play Crackdown with PC. I, uh, it's just awesome. I got no real I think, thought with just awesome there. I think that is um, our first indication that Xbox is on its way to just being PC. Um, I don't want to say, like, as I don't want to be as blunt as saying they will be the same, but like, as Xbox moves in, into the uh, streaming to any device realm. Mm-hmm. Like this, the system is going to go away, and so I oh, think yeah. Xbox is. I think Microsoft is willing to t- take the the hit that they might be making in terms of money for people that are going to buy for PC and Xbox, and uh, bank on people being so happy with this service that when Xbox moves more and more into that streaming space, um, and consoles start to phase out, um, the, it's gonna it's gonna just be like a PC thing or a mobile device thing. And like, that's a really cool idea to be able to just log into an Xbox account, no matter what device it's on and play your games. Like Sony. So Sony tried their asses off to make the Vita work for him and to have, you know, the remote play go to that guy. And we all know how that played out. Nintendo has just won over millions because it's Nintendo and they have this amazing little darling called the switch and then Microsoft's over in the corner thinking like, man, every one of those motherfuckers has a smartphone in their pocket. And if we can get to that, like we don't have to, like that's a service. Like those people might not buy an Xbox. They maybe they get a Switch or get a PlayStation, but they have their smartphone, whether it be yep. Apple, Android, whatever. And if they can tap into that for 10 bucks a month, maybe even more, they're going to be doing just fine without the hardware because it's already there. It's already pre-existing. So all these other companies right now, they're trying to figure out relevancy. Like when, when streaming is more popular and when devices are getting smaller and people want to have things that go with them. Like even on a global level where like when you go over to China where Xbox has struggled immensely like to tap into that market, like if they can bring their service to something that's more mobile based, like, Hey, this is going to go on your smartphone. Like you can have your Xbox right here and have halo or whatever this, this game would be powered through X cloud right here, ready to go. I mean, the possibilities for them and the potential there is is unlike they've ever seen because they've really struggled to go east with 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 Xbox and this is yeah. a great tool to get them there. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think that's a lot to do with Satya taking over. Um, you know, cuz he he flat out when he came into Microsoft and took over after Balmer, one of his first initiatives was like, "Nope, guys, enough of this our shit devices. We need to just work on everything and be done with it." So I think he had enough forward thinking there. And this goes back a couple episodes to what, you know, I don't remember how long ago, what episode it was, what we had Abel on and we were talking about the finite versus the infinite game. Right. And I think this is Microsoft very much saying 
they're playing the infinite game every way possible where they're not worried about to your point bobby finding the darling of a console like the switch is amazing it's awesome right i've played it i want to get one for the kids um but ultimately i i'm looking at the landscape and project x cloud like if i can hand my kids a new ipad which works cross-functionally they're going to need them for school in a couple of years anyway and then they can just plug their controller in there and have access to the entire library of games that i've built up see you later yeah. yeah, and and MFI controllers just got LNR sticks, which is fucking huge. I've wanted that for years, so now right. they got uh, controllers that can do that. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, massive. It's um, it's one of those things where like, it's clear when you think about like Xbox, like we brought up already. They can't. They they have to be losing a little bit of money with the Game Pass going to PC and Xbox, and like they have to be losing a little bit of money. Um, paying paying games to be on Game Pass right now because it's so fresh and brand new. It kind of just goes to show you, like they're not sitting down in their office and thinking, "How can we beat they're not. PlayStation?" They don't care. Or how can we beat Nintendo? They're sitting in their office and they're thinking, "How can we make our games accessible to all of the people who want to play the game?" Yep. How can we make it accessible to people who aren't going to have parents who will buy them a system, but a cell phone is necessary? How many people are going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's a company, and and we brought this up, and and maybe there's a little bit of um, maybe there's a little bit of uh, a disclaimer to throw out to remind everybody that Bobby does work at Apple. But we when we talked about the Infinite Game first, the the, the example that um, the example that Simon Sinek gives is going to Microsoft back in the like 90s or no not 90s early 2000s because he got a zoom from microsoft um he talks about going to microsoft and them talking about how can how can we beat the ipod how can we beat apple how can we like and going to all these companies and then trying to figure out how to beat apple and then going to an apple conference and like hearing them only talk about like how can we make lives easier for teachers yep How, how can we reduce our carbon footprint how can we give back to the community and like that's that mentality that Xbox looks like they have. How can we give back to gamers? How can we give them what they want, where they want, when they want? I think the accessibility um, control was a really good indicator of where their focus is. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, no, they didn't have to do that nope. by no means. And, like, they're selling that thing at a very, very reasonable price. And, again, like, the, the concept that you're trying to make right now, like, I'm very much in love with, Caleb, is that they want games for everybody, which I – as somebody who's grown up like super influenced and like my fondest memories in life come from gaming and like the experiences I have with it. Like I think everybody should have that. And I think that like consoles have always been like, I look back and I'm like, how the hell did my parents afford to like feed this need for me as a kid? And like completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like it did, it did so much to influence who I am today. Like I often wonder, like to your point, they have to make it simpler for kids of uh, all class of all location and of all abilities to be able to play something like this and grow up with it to like become developers, to become influencers, to become commenters, become podcasters. Like, yeah. Those are super important things. Jace, yeah, Hall, Jace, Jace Hall did a great interview and I can't remember what it was for. If you guys don't know who Jace Hall is, I absolutely love that guy. He owns, um, <laughs> damn it. Now I forgot the pro team he owns with Rick Fox, Echo Fox. Thank you. Uh, he also works at, uh, uh, he owns twin galaxies, uh, over, he works with them a lot. Uh, anyway, he did a show 
a couple of years ago on Facebook that was hilarious. Um, but he did a great interview where he sits down and says exactly that, Bobby. And it's really interesting watching now these kids grow up, especially because I have an eight-year-old daughter um, and I have a younger son. And my daughter looks at games when she plays them and she is analyzing them very critically and looking at them in the – and she wants to know how they work, right? She wants to know the relationship. Why did when I touch this button did this guy go across the screen? Like that's what she's trying – um, that's what she's trying to figure out. Right. Um, and just that we're, we're going to get to that here in a minute. I think that's where we're ultimately transitioning to there, Mr. T. Um, uh, but, and then my son though is, is looking at it from that point. But the point is, is what Jace was saying is, is that love of games, like you were saying, Bobby, it may not, uh, you know, a lot of parents and I have a lot of friends who are, you know, kind of more interested. In, oh no, my son's got to play football. Uh, and you know, Fortnite's a hobby. And I'm like, well, and I always make this argument to them, like, why not foster that love for something that they're passionate about? Because you don't know what it's going to turn into. It could turn into a massive career in creative design. Like it did for my buddy, who is a huge artist. We grew up went all through high school playing games together. Um, we played through Halo on Legendary, right? Uh, and how, now he's a, he's a, he's a highly recommended architect out of Dallas, another friend. Um, but it, it's, and they all attribute these things back to gaming because I've had many in-depth conversations with them. But I think it's it's the only industry that can do that in that way because of its interactivity. No, I think that's a great point. Um, there, there's something really special about it. And, I mean, to, like, put a pin in it for me on this subject before we start to recommend some games, like, I just think it's super important to make it easier for people to play the games they want to try and, and, and play and, like, to have an yeah. opportunity to do it. Like, And I think Microsoft gets that. If they make some money from it right now, like that's great. But the about face that they've done this generation has completely won me back over. Like I left Xbox 360. I got a PlayStation 4 based off of how they handled themselves at the beginning of this generation. And here I am now on this episode, basically telling you guys like Xbox is my main console again because of how they've treated uh, the the customer base. Yep. So. Yeah. So I, I got a question, and uh, I hope it doesn't open a huge can of worms, but somebody probably already has the answer to it. But um, so Xbox, you guys keep keep saying that, you know, their next thing is to get inside of these, each and every one of these that we have in our pockets. All right. So now is that a long game for Microsoft? Because I, I can tell you right now, I can't find a single game on the App Store that looks like it does on my Xbox. I can't find a single game on the App Store that I'm gonna wanna pay more on my cell phone plan to have unlimited data to be able to play the same games with all of my friends. Yeah, I can get on a, wi a wireless connection, like like I got Xfinity for my phone, so I have Wi-Fi hotspots, I can do all that. But the long, the long game is to where, are, is Microsoft gonna get it to a point to where people are going to want to spend more on their cell phone, that they're going to want to spend more on the brand new phones that are, and, and are they going to have to wait for that technology in those phones to build up to where they can look, where I can play Forza on my phone and look fantastic. I see your hand is up, but I am not done. I know. So, you know um, <laughs> I'm just, I like, just want to take the first stab at this from a technology industry standpoint and then go ahead, finish your okay. thought. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not going to be able to see Forza like I see it now. I mean, like games like Fortnite, I think those might be easier just because of like the the graphic quality mm -hmm. isn't as extensive, you know, that kind of thing. Which which is going to be good for them because that 
it goes to an age range of like six years old to like 12. That's like the main people that play it, 15, you know? So, <laughs> and, Wait, par- and parents, and parents, these, <laughs> parents these days are buying their kids cell phones and iPads and like everything under the sun, you know? So, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be hard to appeal to them, but like, how is it going to appeal to me? somebody that's going to want to see these high-end games like I see them on my computer or on my console at home. So let's let's think about it real quick from I'm going to take this from the macro like technology standpoint, right? So right now we're in the, we're in a, we're <laughs> You're about to get schooled, sit down. <laughs> no, 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 he's not about to get schooled. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not You just were like I'm educated. Let me break this down by I'm macro educated. first. So right. So we're in a transition Wait, we're hold on. A... Hang on. I have to interrupt. I said you're about to get schooled, and you're like, I'm not going to school them. I'm educating. Right, motherfucker. That's which, school. Which, but that's a, that's a much nicer tone than I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be polite about it. I, gonna, I, uh, I knew somebody yeah. is going to have the answer. Anyway, so I just what get schooled and get get, get schooled and get educated. And get get schooled and get educated are both insults. Go ahead. Anyway, um, thank you. What I was getting at is, is we're in a transitional period for cell phone technology, right? We're going from 4G, which has a max bandwidth capacity of about 75 megs, right? To a 5G phone, right? And 5G bandwidth has a max throughput of 1.5 gigabits, right? So now we're talking about 500 more down than what I have in my house over the, over the open air. Um, not to mention, you kind of answered your own question, right? You're, you're on Xfinity for your phone. So you've got access to wire, Wi-Fi hotspots everywhere. Um, so the point being is, is it's not necessarily, are you going to get the same graphical fidelity when you're playing locally on your system? Right. I don't think we're there yet. We're maybe, maybe when we're at 6G, we might be there, but with the way compression works and the way everything else works, scaling that 4k image down to your phone screen, you're not going to tell the difference when you're playing on your phone depending on which phone you have, if you have a iPhone XR, I don't remember what the new, the newest one is like the OLED uh, or whatever they call theirs in that f- damn phone is immaculate, right? Like I would put that up against my 2k gaming monitor and say that it produces better colors um, than what I have. So I think that coupled with, and this year, Bobby, I know you've mentioned it a couple times is project X cloud, right? Mm-hmm. That is Microsoft streaming service. So you're not even going to have to have the hardware uh, yeah, you're not even gonna have to have the hardware with you, right? It's you're basically taking that 5G or that Wi-Fi connection, and you're streaming it just like I did uh, the couple times that I've gotten to play Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, and I ahead. think the good the the point is that like it's not yeah it's not an issue of like uh, internals in your phone. Um, right. It's about your internet. It's about your internet connection, and so like you play your games at home. Right. Or right. or you play like right now you play your games on your console at your house attached to your Wi-Fi and like giving people the opportunity to stream these games. Most of the time they're going to do it from home, especially if it's the game that we play. We're going to sit down and we're going to do it. I like they're going to start streaming stuff and I'm still going to play at home on my TV. But but it means that people at subway stations and people at libraries and people at mcdonald's and people in the airport waiting for their flights and people at school are going to be able to hop on at lunch or on a break or on the way to something or commuting and they're going to be able to hop into a couple of games of rocket league with right. I, like you're going to be able to pull out your xbox controller pair a bluetooth to your phone and then play rocket league on your on your phone while you're going somewhere while you're sitting right. and waiting for something while you're in a waiting room and like what that does is, and no, they're not going to try and get you to spend money 
on your phone in terms of like the games that you you look through right now. But that's it's gonna, going that's, that's what I'm going to have to do though. No. No. Say, well, say, no say, say I have three 15 year old kids. Yeah. All right, all right. They're not all the same age. Obviously, it's not possible unless I have triples. No, you can have triples. But, but yeah, I let me finish. Triplets. Hey, hey, if you'd like that, not interrupting, that'd be great. Um, but anyway, <laughs> this fucking guy <laughs> schooled. But you know, um, I mean, if I want to, if I want an unlimited plan for my phone right now, it's forty five dollars for unlimited internet on my phone. Now, yeah. each one of those kids is going to have to have that unlimited plan because. I guarantee you, I'm because I don't have a Wi-Fi hotspot anywhere, like at all times in my city. So I have to, I have to have that because if not, it's going to be more in the long run. So therefore, I'm spending a hundred and thirty-five dollars now, well, just is- for my kids to have, you know, right. just for my kids to be able to play on their phone. When, when I could just spend sixty dollars on them to have Microsoft to have Xbox Live Gold. And they can just come home and sit their ass down and play some games. No, here's the deal, though. I, love how, deal, I though. love how you're thinking like a dad already. Yeah. You're, you're like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're dad brain. You're already 10 years into the future, man. You're not even, you're, that baby's still cooking. And you're 10 no. years down the road, man. You're where okay, I Here's the deal, though. You're where here's I the deal, though. Here's the deal, though. That, uh, that I don't think that problem is as big a problem as you think because with the, with the release of 5G, and with the development of the world as it's going now, Wi-Fi is going to be even more prevalent. Right. We've already got Elon Musk talking about launching Wi-Fi balloons up so that Wi-Fi is just free for everybody, everywhere, at all times. And, like, yeah, that's going to be something that will take time to happen. But this is also – we're also – we're thinking about, like, Xbox, right? It's a, it's a platform that has um, parental locks and guards built in. And if your kids are playing the Xbox games – you're going to be able to go into their accounts and restrict them to only playing on Wi-Fi, and that's a problem that you no longer have to worry about. Right. Yeah, but but you say you said Wi-Fi is going to be free to everybody. When is anything free to anybody for any long period of time until somebody figures out how to make that not free anymore? Well, that's a really pessimistic way to look at it. it but go to the library, go to Walmart, go to Walgreens, go, or go to uh, McDonald's. Like they have Wi-Fi. Always. I, I think it's also a situation too, like, again, like this is more about choice than it is about this is the only like gospel truth way to play these games. Sure. Sure. Um, like if I was a parent, which I'm not, and if I had kids, which I don't. You have, you have well, a dog. It's a kind got of two dog. dogs, which they there like the game. They get a little yeah. worked up, but they like the game. So <laughs> if, if I had a situation where like I could, I could have an iPad in the house, like Eric was talking about, where like I bought this game or I have this subscription that's then maybe on a family share situation where like, okay, I can play this on my Xbox, but like my kid could be on the couch next to me playing on his iPad and like having his own experience on these games. Like there's some flexibility there that I think that they offer now. Yeah. Bandwidth and unlimited data and all that shit that gets into it. Like I think you also have to look at things like people who are constantly going live on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, people who are uploading vlogs and youtube and all this shit on their mobile phones which is taking up just as much bandwidth right now like things are getting better like the codecs that are being used to make video have a smaller footprint on a bandwidth standpoint like it's getting better it's not anywhere where it needs to be but as the technology demands more the software has to meet those needs and i think that you don't have to go out and buy like the best phone possible but like i do think that 
if you're going to be constantly on the go or if you live in an area like a rural area that maybe doesn't have Wi-Fi bandwidth, but you have really good cell service, maybe you spend a little bit more on your cell service because you can't do the Wi-Fi stuff. Like it's just an option, I think, to have that there, which is super, super awesome. Yeah, I really wanted to play devil's advocate with this one because I feel point. like it's really good. I feel like we had we all had like ideas of how great this was and how Microsoft's going to make it fantastic to get everybody in their pocket but like i just wanted to see how many of just the four of us are already thinking outside of what i guess somebody in the consumer standpoint that i was portraying would feel about the whole situation as no, itself i think no it's no i appreciate it's huge that. Yeah, it's huge sure. and i for think sure. this is the reason that the telecom companies are shitting their shitting the bed right now right and why you see <laughs> Or shitting the bed, they're shitting themselves, right? Because they are. I mean, if you shit the bed, you're shitting on yourself too. Yeah, yeah, Go right, ahead. What I'm getting, yeah. What I'm getting, what I'm driving at is, is you've that's why all of a sudden you've seen time or time or a spectrum and and Comcast come up with these services to get your cell, is because they know that on very in the very near future they could become just pipe because they are no longer the creators of content. They are no longer the singular gateway to find content on the internet. Hulu, Netflix, Amazon have all in that category of original content, HBO become disruptors to the grip that Verizon and them have on it. Even Google to an extent, right? Uh, I remember when Google was coming to Austin, AT&T was just shitting all over themselves uh, and uh, trying to figure out how the hell they did it. Well, guess what? They went directly to the new subdivisions being built, and they bought exclusive rights to buildings. They bought exclusive rights to new neighborhoods 10 years before they were even being built um, so that Google could not create a customer base here. Um, so they are very rapidly worried, to your point, about how they become nothing, how they become more to you than just pipe. Well, I, I think one thing also like to your point about just the bandwidth and things of that nature is like my parents just last year. So for the last, I don't know, 30, uh, 15, 16 years, they moved to an area that's literally like three minutes away from like the downtown area of where they live in Illinois. So it's not even that far away. They could not get high speed internet at their house mm -hmm. until AT&T brought a wireless service in. So they're doing like limited AT&T bandwidth, which isn't even that great. But they finally just got Netflix for the first time in the last year. My mom and dad's minds are just like blowing, blowing up from that. And I like yeah. when my wife and I go back there, like we play Pokemon Go. And when we get to my parents' hometown, like there's it's just a fucking cesspool of nothing. Like there's nothing there for it. And so I think about like to your point, like what about those people that live in those areas that want to play these games on their phones because they have nothing else? Things are gonna have to get better is the short answer. And I don't know what that looks like yeah. right now. And I don't think that um, for all the conjecture and like praise we've given a thing that's not out yet, um, I don't think that um, xCloud is going to be the only thing Xbox offers. No, no. I think it's yeah. uh, I think it's crazy to think that they would move away completely from um, systems. Disc disc well, they already media said they're not is. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, they said that like in that video they put up, they said we want to we want to have something for everybody and like the people who want to have the best hardware for it. Like we're going to continue to put that out. People want to have yeah. it on the go. We'll do that too. Yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll be it'll be a, an interesting like cornucopia. 
utopia of things. And like that's exactly what Bobby was saying earlier, which uh, I think Eric and I both kind of missed the missed the ball on actually saying in as many words is that Ryan, like uh, as devil's advocate, like Bobby's right. This isn't the be all end all. This isn't the saving grace. This isn't this is a broadening of options. Um, And that's what's exciting because to drag everything back before we start actually suggesting games as we were requested. Um, yeah, we'll I definitely do. opened a huge um, can of worms. On this no, it's all right. It's all right. No, it's good. It's a good conversation. Yeah, it's great to drag things back. And it, and it ties, which is how I'm going to pull it back here, is that the Game Pass is the first step of that, right, of just giving mm-hmm. people options. And there are so many games that exist, and there are so many people that only play what they know, what they see, Um for the longest time, me and you, Ryan, were Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Assassin's Creed. Like, that was it. Those three. And then um, we started getting into more games because our friends started getting into more games. But imagine us being, you know, the age where we were into those three franchises with Game Pass. And suddenly we have Ashen and Below and Mutant Year Zero and the whole first season of Hitman. And all of these, like, vastly different games to give a shot and to like figure out what it is I like about games. Like I played below for a little bit and didn't really like it, but I know people that got into it and like Love they've it. never played a survival game in their life and they can't stop playing below. Like that's really cool to see like like that's what I want to evangelize with Game Pass is that like I know people that don't like games that tried something in that in a different genre and like can't get enough of it. And that's something that Game Pass offers in in spades. Right, and Absolutely. I think I think the and I didn't mean dead medic. You said this a little bit ago um, uh, in the chat uh, was talking about you know the, the idea of AAA games as services is murdering the industry, and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that comment um, as it's meant. But what I see these services doing is to your point, uh, Caleb is giving those games, and we mentioned it at the top of the show, um, life uh, and the ability for an audience to see them that has never. Uh, that has never seen them, uh, which is great. And I don't want to, and I know we're talking about Game Pass, but there's other services, right? We, whenever a new technology comes out, you always see proliferation of it before you see consolidation, right? Um, I remember, you know, uh, a couple of years ago um, when uh, marketing automation technologies came out, all of a sudden there was 500 of them uh, until the larger companies started buying them up. And I think that's what we're going to start to see uh, with this because you've got Discord, Right. You've got uh, Discord. You've got free games on Twitch. You've got Humble Bundles. You've got all of these things you can already subscribe to. Microsoft's entry in it with Game Pass just happens to be kind of the darling, um, I think, because it's getting the most play uh, from there. But I don't want to forget about the earlier the earlier ones. Twitch was Twitch's loot uh, and their free games. Um, It's yeah, it's it's awesome for these smaller developers. Anyway, let's get into you know i feel like we're getting deep here yeah oh we've been deep buddy we've oh, been okay. deep that's <laughs> a really that's a really weird thing to say out loud to a so group of friends. we don't have kids or they're on the way um, anyway uh so but yeah what's uh, so actually earlier in that, to bone yeah. earlier today i and bobby wasn't included in this but i brought this up that we should i don't know maybe have some have a little bit of homework prepared to come in for uh like a few things Homework. About Game Pass. Um, I don't know if you guys did it, but I did. Um, so uh, the three things were games, like two or three games that you have most played based off of Game Pass and the one or ones that you enjoyed from Game Pass. Second one was any underrated games that you've played. 
Um, and then the third, uh, actually, I'd change it from underrated, well, underrated or something that you wouldn't have played. And then three would be any games that you did play that you did not like or enjoy. And I don't know if anybody did that, but if you did. Um, Bobby, do you, uh, do you have an idea of those or do you want us to go around a bit and come back to you? Um, you, you can I come can back. I, I got, I got a pretty good, a, a cool. good layout, but I, I don't have to go first here. All right, cool. I'll, uh, I'll grab, I'll grab first. I'll send it to um, chat, Bobby, if you want to look in. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Um, so two of the games I've played the most, I think, um, I'm going to rank these based on category, uh, or I'm going to separate these based on category. So most time played easily Rocket League. Um, yeah. now I have to, there's a little disclaimer I have to put out there. I did play it a ton before it was on game pass. Um, but it being a game on game pass. And since it has been put on game pass, it's still the game I've played the most. Um, rocket league is amazing. I don't know why it's not a bigger esport because if you like watching sports, rocket league is frighteningly similar to just watching a sport. Um, but yeah, that game's dope. Um, soccer with more goals <laughs> and with like, <laughs> consistently cooler goals but anyway um the second for one of the games that i liked the most just in the last year and a half two years that's been added to game pass is the first season of hitman um i'm a huge fan of stealth games and i know those are are a very particular uh it's a very particular flavor for people to get into but um i know bobby and i have talked about how much we like assassin's creed and how assassin's creed's kind of run away from being um a, a stealth focused game and we kind of yeah. dislike that. Um, Hitman is just creativity and murder, and it's the it's so good, man. <laughs> uh, um, I you can run through that game like John Wick and murder everybody, or you can literally be a scalpel and like never be seen, and it's so much fun. Um, and so for that game to like the whole first season to land on Game Pass right as Hitman Two comes out to entice people to buy Hitman Two, like ah, oh, just the levels of good that that is is so good. Um, and then. To answer number two for underrated games, um, easily underrated or something that you wouldn't have played. So I'll I'll do I'll do both. I'm going to talk a lot. Sorry. Underrated would be Mutant Year Zero, and I'm I'm sure that game maybe isn't as underrated as it was when it first came out. But I can't give that game enough praise for being a game that had no business to be as fun and as good as it was. Um, I I'm going to go ahead and say that would be one of mine also. So like I'm going to double dip there. That's yeah, that's totally fine. Like that game, I don't know if, if uh, Ryan, if you've ever played games like XCOM where you're like top down using tile based, turn based uh, strategy yeah. combat. I but have. man, like ugh, Mutant Year Zeros, it's pretty. The voice yeah, acting is actually it's so good. good. It's and, so oh, good. It's so good. It had no, it like, it, I remember watching the trailer and being like, this is going to be a really weird and bad game. And then. Oh, it's so good. I would um, probably buy that game if it would leave Game Pass. I've enjoyed it so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to see like what they do next because, yep. yeah, man, I, I can't believe that game was so good. Um, and then the game that I wouldn't have played normally um, would be Ashen. Uh, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, like, I, yeah, I, I I've never, that. I have told people I won't buy Souls games because like I don't want to be that angry. And everyone's like, it's so hard. And like, I hear the horror stories of tossing controllers, and I'm like, I don't want that. Um, and to be able to try it without buying it um, is awesome. Um, games I didn't like below. Yeah, the, the third category, I don't want to spend a ton of time in because um, I don't like shitting on people's projects they worked on for years. Uh, below was made by Capybara, 
um, which made Sword and Sorcery, which I loved. Yep. Um, and Below is beautiful. It's just not my game. It's just not my style of game. And I was excited for it and played it for a couple hours. And I get it. I understand what it is. It's just not my thing. Um, yeah. So that's that's right. my that's my not so short short list. Um, yeah. Ryan, Eric, Eric, anybody? What's up? Eric, go ahead. Um, let's see. Two games I played the most enjoyed off gameplay. I'd have to say Quantum Break. Um, I tend not to spend. Uh, would be one of them. I t- spend not to. S- I try not to buy in my adult life games that are single player that I know I'm gonna only get you know 20 hours of gameplay out of. Um, so I like it. Ruiner. Uh, I think it's was absolutely phenomenal. Um, absolutely love that game. Um, sea of Thieves for what it was. I think I never would have touched that game uh, if it wasn't for Game Pass. Um, and then uh, we we know Hellblade. I'm not going to bring that up again. Um, and then uh, underrated games. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I haven't really paid attention. Uh, I will under underrated for yourself because I, I feel yeah, like yeah, you're going to base I, it off yeah, of like. I feel like Below is a little underrated. I really enjoy Below, but I enjoy rogue, uh, rogue-like games, um, and I, I think it's I think it oozes Capybara. Um, oh, absolutely! Uh, all over it, uh, and I you know I think it I think it lost a lot of its hype because it took nine billion years to come out. Uh, <laughs> Not as long as Ashen. That's true. <laughs> um, but it's just, uh, you know, it's just like, what, what are you guys, what's what's going on? Uh, why did that take so long? I think a couple of the surprises, you know, if I if I want to add a category there, because I haven't played anything on here that I dislike, um, and I'm kind of with Caleb. Actually, I didn't even realize until you just said it, Caleb, that Hitman was on Game Pass. Yeah, I, dude. I, I know <sighs> you. I didn't even bother thinking about it because you're such a fan of that game. Uh, I figured you just bought it, but now I'm going to go ahead and download all of that and play them. Um, oh, I did. Fun? I did buy. I, I, have, I, 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 did buy I know it. you did. I didn't even. Yeah. Okay. I, what I'm getting at is, is I didn't wouldn't even have thought it was there because of the way you uh, talk about it. I think other interesting things on here, like uh, one of the surprises that always shocks me just scrolling through the list is, you know, both Darksiders are on there. Uh, Darksiders one and two. Darksiders three hasn't shown up yet. Uh, I feel it will inevitably be on here. Sure. Um, but games like that, you know, that uh, are a little bit older, were great games. Um, those yeah, are... dude, the Mega Man Legacy Collection right. one and two are both in Game Pass. Yep. Like if you like Mega Man, you can play them all. <laughs> no, Sh- like... yeah, Shadow Complex is on there as well. So yeah, yeah I, so... I saw Mega Man was like number two on Twitch the other day. Like yeah. the top viewed game at that at yeah. that current time, it was like one hundred thirty six thousand people watching Mega Man. Wasn't Dude, that... people that are people that are good at Mega Man are <laughs> are it... fun to watch because that game is fucking hard. That was yeah. The, yeah. Uh, there was a charity this week too. Yeah, was... it was a charity, but it was it was all Mega Man. I think was going on. Yeah, it was the speed. It was something to do with speed running. Um, yeah, those guys. Oh, those people are insane. It was uh, it was uh, there was the speed running like uh, event. What's yeah. that? What's that event I think called? That's what Erickson. It's like the awesome. Games played quick or something like that. Yeah, games that. played quick. Yeah. Games done quick. Yeah, games done quick. Thank you. Bob. Games done quick. Yeah. That shit. Awesome is... games done quick. Those guys are nuts. Like they know yeah. every frame and every count of every level, and I'm just like, there's a, uh, uh, what's uh in the on the in the dreamy community, uh, Sarge. There is uh, uh random pink bunny. I want to say is the name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, she is a uh, she is a speedrunner. I was watching her play some. Uh, of the Tomb Raider 
game earlier this week, uh, and she was talking her talking through the methodologies and stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's I, I uh, you know, that's like chewing your food too fast to me. Um, <laughs> these things are there to savor. Did you taste it? To savor <laughs> and enjoy. Again, not bashing anybody that does it. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. Um, uh, I think it's really cool if you're into it. Just not a lot for me. Yo, um, sorry. I know other people got to talk, but I, I got to throw out. I, there's a game on Game Pass that just showed up called The Gardens Between. That's a really oh, delightful. Nice. It's a really. Del- Did you say it's on your list? It's on my list. Oh, shit. All right. All right. Take well, it. Take I'll it. Let, take it. Take it. No, I'll let him talk. About. I'll let him talk. No, no, about no, no, it. no, no. Go for it. Go for it. Go well, for it. Just... I got other shit I'm going to bring up anyway. Okay. It's just this really delightful, like, um, retelling of a, of a relationship between a couple of kids. And it's like this really cool fast forward and rewind is the only mechanic you really get. You can pick up things and put things down, but it's like left and right on the stick and it, it moves forward and backward in time and plays with these like dioramic puzzles. And it's, it's just so unique and so creative. And so there's so much heart in it that like I played through like half of it in one night. And I was just like, Oh my God, like this is, like it's I would really, literally really, never have really thought about playing this game, but it was free uh, with Game Pass. And like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Sunset Overdrive. Duh. That game's fucking awesome. Anyway, sorry. Other people, go ahead. I'm just looking through the list and be like, that game's dope too. <laughs> um, so a couple that I've spent, so the questions here were two or three games that you've had the most, uh, most played, enjoyed from. So I had played The Division on my PlayStation when that game came out, but I did revisit The Division when it came to Game Pass because I thought that was an incredible value uh, to have on that. And there was yeah. a few people that didn't have PlayStation that I could play this game with that was really cool. And it was right on the heels of them announcing the new one. So there's like some buzz and zeitgeist around it that we all hopped back on and played, which was really cool. Um, I know this game is not for everybody, but I did play the shit out of State of Decay 2. Um, yep. yep. And uh, that was like a really fun, just awesome resource management. But even having some of the the co-op stuff there was was some good, dumb fun. And uh, there's even some of those like methodical elements of that game. Like you get with an XCOM or a mutant uh, year zero where you have to really think out like, can I make it this far away from home and get back with all the stuff I need and thinking about your moves in a really interesting way. So State of Decay 2, uh, that was an exclusive that launched on Game Pass. That is worth uh, a download. And then uh, Forza Horizon 4, of course, I think is just yeah. that might be the best bang for your buck on the service right now. That's what that's a on there. Beautiful yes, opening. That game I opens know. with such fucking bombast, dude. It's great. It, it's really good. Um, as far as like any underrated games that I've played. Um, so, again, like I, I think that this game has a pretty big base, but I was not a part of it before Game Pass, which is the the Vermintide Warhammer games. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot about uh, that. I, I played through that for the first time. Actually, that's been just a really fun um, kind of like a podcast game, as I call it, where I put that on to listen to a podcast and do some mindless killing. Uh, but it's also been a really <laughs> fun game. I've played with a few other people. Um, you've already talked about Mutant Year Zero, and I agree with everything that you said. One game that I did play that was something that I know has a base, and I might be on the outskirts of, but when they brought Elder Scrolls Online to Game Pass, I think that was huge. Yes. And this was a yeah. game that, like, I enjoy the Elder Scrolls. Uh, I didn't think I would enjoy the online stuff. I never had, I was like, I'm not going to put my money into that. 
and then Game Pass rolls around. And it's like there is a ton of value and a really rich community playing this game. So I think there's some people who are asking on here, uh, like, hey, I'm tired of playing Fortnite. I can't remember who asked it earlier. But, like, Elder Scrolls is a really good community if you're looking for something where you can play with other people. Um, there's also a lot of people right now playing uh, Warhammer. Mm-hmm. And The Division got a shot in the arm also, but that game is going away here soon. Yeah. As far as games that uh, I did not like or enjoy, like, it's this is very personal I just I don't like Souls games, um, and I'm not too big on to uh, survival mechanics. So I think Ashen is a really good like Souls light game, and uh, Below is charming to look at. And I love the style. Like I would put it in the best style category or best looking yep. game, but uh, the loop wasn't enough to keep me in. And uh, those are just two games that like I think are remarkable to have on the platform, but they're just not for me. Yeah, and that's that's like proof to the diversity of the platform like i want there to be stuff on there that's not for me because <laughs> that yep. means it's for somebody else for sure yep ryan last but not least right um my top three caleb can you guess them no, i'm just kidding um, um hang on i will i will guess them your top three are rocket league um rocket league and rocket league go ahead right, well that's two of them um no uh <laughs> no uh my all-time favorite's got to be Forza Horizon. That, and I'm so happy it was on there because that was a game I've played all the Forzas, starting oh, well, except for the very first one. I've played all of the rest of them, and I was planning on buying that game. And it rolls out on Game Pass. I said, "Thank God," because I about spent a hundred dollars on the Ultimate Edition. Sure. So uh, that saved me quite a bit of money there. Um, but I do love that game. I've loved all of their games, and I think it's really cool that they dropped that on Game Pass. Um, I'm not going to say Rocket League because I don't want to say a game that I had before Game Pass. I can't really thank Game Pass for that one. Um, I can thank Game Pass for all the noobs that play it now that I get to dominate. But <laughs> As we um, lose six games in a row. <laughs> hey, shh, that's at like six in the morning when we should have gone to bed at like two o'clock. Five at five. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys were probably going for a little while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Sea of Thieves. Honestly, uh, that was the reason I got Game Pass. Um, ben was all gung-ho for it whenever it first came out, and I think Caleb kind of said something about it, about wanting to play it. I said, screw it, I'm going to get Game Pass. And as much as, or as little as I play it, I, I still put it in my top games just because, like, when I do get on, yeah. I do, I it's, it's kind of hit or miss on if we're going to have a good time, but at the same time, like, it, it could blow up like that. Yeah, for, for all the shit. To. Go ahead. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't You don't have to. Like, yeah, you can go and like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go treasure hunt. Well, now there's these rebel guys over here, and I can see that they're coming to kill me, and I have to figure out if I'm going to try and get my treasure first and get it to, you know, get it turned in, or if I'm just going to bypass it for now and come back when they're not in the area. Yeah. So, I mean. For, I gave that game a lot of shit, but. It's still up there on my top 10 games of the year because, like, when I had a good time playing that game, it was some of the most unique stuff I've ever done in a game. Like, when I shot myself out of a cannon a quarter mile, landed on an ally's ship to and save then them. Saved from sinking. them? Oh my <laughs> yes, God. it was, the, oh, it was yeah. one of the greatest things I've done. And you would have missed had they not hit a wave and, like, you hit the mast and then fallen down onto the deck. Like, so yeah. good. I think that's a game full of moments for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and my my third one, I'm going to say Halo Wars 2, just because I do like the, the strategy games. And I'm also putting that one in a underrated game for me as well, because yeah. a lot of people were like, cool, Halo Wars, it's all right. And then Halo Wars 2 came out, and they actually added stuff to it. And everybody hated it. And it's like, what's like what's the hate but i'm but i grew up with red alert and then i Fuck moved yeah. to dawn of war yo warhammer 40k and then i played starcraft and just continued on from there mm-hmm. and it's just like that's those are those are my you know that's where i started like i can't forget where i came from i guess if you want to put it in that, that aspect but um, I do do really enjoy that one, and that's why I put it in both top and an underrated game. Um, another, the other two underrated, I'm going to say both Ashen and Absolver, just because I recently played those two. Oh, fuck, Absolver. And, <laughs> and now I got to say, I'm kind of surprised that they're on my list anyway for the fact that, and Caleb was there, I hated both of those games for the first hour to two hours I played. And then uh. I was like, Man, this game's fantastic. Like, okay. Like, what is First hour, he was like, man, this fucking sucks. I'm like, dude, just I can't get through the tutorial. Just get through the like, tutorial. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, sure, I'll put those two sure. there. And then um, my not enjoyed games. And I actually went through the list this week and looked at a few games that I would probably never pick. And I decided to download them and play them. And so one of them's called Grip. It is a modern Mario Kart, more like futuristic. No, oh, gotcha. But I feel like that. I mean, I can't really say this because other games have, are like well overplayed. But I mean, they came out with Mario Kart and then Crash Team. Or actually, what was first? No, Mario Kart would have been first. I then thought, Crash Team was yes, thing, Mario Sonic, 64, Mario Kart. And then, you know, so there's there's so many games that have that same aspect of you pick up a boost and you shoot a rocket or you throw a shell or you do something like this and you take them out and you're racing. Like, I don't know. I just could get into it. Um, what were you saying, Eric? I was just going to say, Grip reminded me a lot of F-Zero. Um, more than... Uh, yeah. It, it kind of had yeah. that F-Zero twist with the futuristic stuff with some of the Mario Kart things. Anyway, go on. Yeah, Wipeout. Well, and, and also, Wipeout, yes, yeah. wipe which I had to show Caleb. <laughs> Ryan, um, that it's on N64. I forgot there was a Wipeout, <laughs> I forgot there was a wipeout 64, and I, I, like, I played the strong game and was like, there was never a Wipeout on 64, and he showed me the cartridge. For, for, the, no. for those of you I, listening... Hey, I to took the, him to school, just so you know. Yeah, um, for those of you listening to the audio on Monday, Sarge held up the N64 copy uh, in front of the camera, so... But, yeah, actually, I, I, I loved Wipeout, like, probably more than I did Grip, and Grip just came out a little while ago, so... Um, and then the other one, uh, since I'm into racing, I played Onrush, which yeah. was another one. And uh, I didn't know really how to feel about it. I feel like it's, um, man, what was that? What was that Need for Speed type game that came out? The Crew. Uh, no, um, it's where you could blow other cars up. Burnout Paradise. Bur- no, no, not Burnout Paradise, but Burnout itself. Burnout. Like okay. before. Um, I know Burnout Paradise is kind of the same thing. But, yeah, I feel like it's more of that style, but with a bunch of different vehicles that nobody hmm. really cared about. Can you, can you wreck people? Uh, yes. Oh. But I didn't, I, I didn't like it. 
especially coming from my you know racing background but that's all i got all right so i uh i forgot to drop absolver uh in my in my in my list um that game is really good and i hate fighting games so for that game to like get my attention and me and me and sarge and 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 sketch sawyer played it co-op for like four hours one night and had a lot of fun I'm Bobby, happy you got into Absolver yet? Than Ashen. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Because oh, the, co-op, the yeah. co-op in Ashen <laughs> is the yeah. only downfall of that game, at least that, that I see in my eyes, that you can't, for some reason, you can never stay connected into a match together. You can't invite your friends either. That's weird. Um, Bobby, you did play Absolver a little bit? Yeah, I, I've dipped my toe into it. Where, uh, it's a game that I didn't expect to really grip me just because I don't like those types of uh, you know painfully difficult games, but uh, overall, like I, I think it's got some good style, and I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to think of a game that can nail making you feel like Bruce Lee. Yeah. Um, but man, when you're when you're clicking on all cylinders, woo! I, I, I think it's, I it's think, pure kung fu. I think Shaq Fu did a good job of that. Shaq Fu, man. And everybody, that's gonna do it for our show. Better <laughs> <laughs> guys, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Music. So up. ordinarily. Ordinarily, we do wrap up the show with our bounties, um, which is kind of like a suggestion of like what to play um, or watch or oops, what to play, what to watch, what to listen to. Um, we've already kind of done play. Uh, I don't want to belabor the point and, and suggest more games since we've basically been playing Game Pass games for the last week anyway. Um, but for for just, just posterity's sake, since it's what we do on the show... Um, Bobby, what have you been playing that hasn't been on Game Pass if you've been playing something? Or what have you been watching, listening to, or reading that you want to kind of share with the world? Yeah, uh, I'm playing a game called Moonlighter right now on my Switch that is just really, really, really good. Uh, I'm, I'm still playing a little bit Into the Breach. Uh, so, like, okay. I've been... My wife and I started watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, we always have, like, some kind of, like, easy to watch dumb i don't call it a dumb show but like a dumb show that we yeah. have that we we share together and that's like something where she'll be on her ipad maybe like you know coloring or something like that or i'll be on my switch while we're watching tv hanging out together and uh, i've been playing into the breach and moonlighter quite a bit and we just started watching brooklyn 99 so there's a two for one for you right there boom dope um ryan what have you been what have you been imbibing in terms of media uh well unfortunately i played uh PUBG the other night with you and i really didn't enjoy my time on that game anymore um i Dude, also <laughs> hold on hold on i have to interrupt there was a moment where the whole squad died but ryan yes and he's just fucking off into the distance <laughs> and he walks past a castle and on vikendi and i was like yo you know you want to go up in that castle so he you want to play King of the Castle, is what you said. Yeah, you want to be King of the Castle? He was like, oh, okay. And he walked up there and killed two people just, like, staring at the floor. It was the fun. Like, he walked up and there was someone standing there. We were like, oh, God. It was so good. Anyway, go on. That was one of the most random, dumb stories. Um, yeah, I do have my good moments on that. But I really didn't, yeah, I really didn't enjoy that time the other night just because uh, I feel like I'm so out of, PUBG now been playing you know uh, Black Ops Four now, um, but I've been playing a lot of zombies here lately with a couple of other buddies and the other group of friends I got. Um, so I've been playing zombies on Black Ops Four and Black Ops Three. Um, I've been trying out the new Game Pass games. Me and you played PES the other night. Um, 
Pro Evolution Soccer. It's very good. Um, it matches up, I think, one for one with FIFA, other than the fact that it doesn't have real realistic teams, uh, except yeah. for obviously the signed on teams themselves. But um, it's a, I think it's a really good game. Um, you know, the, the controls and everything are just the same. So um, that's pretty cool there. Um, TV shows, I'm still watching uh, Blue Bloods as I was uh, either last week or the week before. Um, it's a, I guess, a, a cop family drama um, based around the police commissioner, uh, shoot, a detective, and a, a beat cop. Kind of shows the, the lifestyle of, of all three and how they all tie in together. Um, and then, you know, dabbling in the office every once in a while whenever I get down on myself. So, yeah, other than that, it's, that's what I'm doing. Dope. Uh, Eric, what have you been doing? Uh I've been crying on stream as Sarge witnessed the other night when, when Hellblade. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned how much you didn't want to talk about this, and you're the only one who brought it up four I know. times. <laughs> I know. I never said I didn't want to talk about it. I'm very I'm very secure. I will cry ever since I've had a daughter. I cry at the slightest thing. Um, that's Hellblade, not because she was, it's not because she was a girl. Not, no, it's not because she has because a girl. It's because I, it's my first child, right? Um, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Hellblade because I had. Um, you know, we'll talk. I know we've got a podcast coming up where we're going to specifically talk about this with like games like Celeste and things like that coming out. Uh, and the sound that I touched on, but I had, you know, I have such a personal connection to Hellblade, um, you know, suffering from a, you know, a, a, a mental instability similar to what uh, she has. Um, personally, it's, uh, you know, the end of that game just rip you know just got me um but i've been doing that uh, melissa and i finally started watching uh melissa being my wife for those of you uh listening to the show don't know uh we finally started watching ozark um which uh i really uh we're really really digging um oh, yep. we, we were kind of watching it in front of the kids and then we got to one of those points and it was like oh nope let's go find oh parks and doing... here let's turn parks and rec back on this is good we can watch parks and rec in front of the kids um so then, but, uh, and so is Ozark's good. I, yeah, yeah Ozark's really good. Yeah, I'm digging it oh, a, no. a lot. We we crushed season one. Uh, we're we're getting through season two right now. It is uh, Jason Bateman might be the absolute best like asshole. Um, like the way he does his deadpan face and just his delivery uh, is just spot on. Like awesome, uh, awesome in everything awesome. that he does like that. Uh, yeah. Other than that, we're going to, uh, we're going to dive into some games. I'm excited now that I'm done with Hellblade to get into some absolver. Um, and actually, uh, I played it for a little bit. I dig it. The fighting system, I dig how the cards are laid out, uh, and how you can kind of build your own f- fighting style. Um, it reminds me a lot of the old, uh, uh, what was the USA when I was a kid? Um, anyway, used to have, I think it was every 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 weekday during the day they would have like kung fu, they would play an older kung fu movie uh on the usa network um and, and i would just watch them when i got home from school um and it was awesome uh but it reminds me a lot of that style uh, or that type of thing like you can kind of create your own you know spaghetti western um or uh, old school kung fu flick um with your buddies yeah for sure for sure um my wife and I finished Daredevil season three, Ooh, and the amount of the level of good it was over every other Marvel show, the Punisher, 
is just it's frightening. Like we finished Luke Cage season two a couple weeks before we started Daredevil, and like we had to push through an episode or two of Luke Cage a night. We watched the first five episodes of Daredevil the first night and didn't realize it. Yep. That show is just so well written and acted and I, man, I hope that Disney brings it to their service, man, because so, that is I can't I can't it. imagine Charlie Cox not getting to keep playing that character. He's so good. I, I wanna know what you thought specifically of the episode where Kingpin and the spoilers if you're if you haven't watched it yet, shame on you. Um, yeah, spoilers plug your ears if you're if you're if you haven't watched it yet. for the next like 30 out, seconds just mute for the, the next... tab and move on yeah. um what i'm saying is is what did you think of the scene where he's going back through Deadshot's childhood oh man and there are oh, no words the... spoken by vincent d'onofrio just the looks on his yeah. face and his body it's amazing Oh, that dude's gravitas is just unreal. Yeah, I mean, say um, what you will about Charlie Cox. I think Vincent D'Onofrio steals the show. He's, yep. he's the reason sure. I watched that. Yep. Yeah, sure. Um, although I will say in the finale when they fight and and Charlie Cox comes out of his uh, – Daredevil comes out of his skin a little bit and, like, gets visibly and, like, physically angry yep. at, at uh, Kingpin for threatening his friends, like – that scene is powerful as oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Also, the scene yeah. with the nun where he give he retells the story of Job, and he's like, you know what I realized? Job was a pussy. Like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Man, that's just so good. That's just yeah. so good. Um, also, fun fact, um, Benjamin Poindexter's hat on the baseball team he was on is a black and white bullseye. Yep, yep. the logo. Yep. It's yeah. so good, man. So good. Um yeah, that show's amazing. So we finished that. Um, we uh, we just started um, tidying with Marie Kondo on Netflix. Yeah. It's super good. Uh, little adorable um, Japanese woman who is all about like the Zen of cleaning and maintaining your your living space uh, and organizing. And like, it's super dope. Um, and that's really it. I haven't been listening to much new. Um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the soundtrack for Bird Box. Um, so whether or not you like the movie, they are fantastic composers, and the soundtrack is just as good as anything Nine Inch Nails or the two yep. have made. Um, the first song's like the first song's like thirteen minutes long, and it's entertaining the whole. T- I don't yep. understand how they're so good at what they do. <laughs> Aren't they doing the new Watchmen TV series? I had. I don't know, but if that's the case, like, I'm it's almost positive. Yeah, I want to say that it. I read that somewhere too. And you got a little bit of a preview of what that's going to look like uh, mm-hmm. during the Golden Globes, which yeah, the HBO up coming up in 2019 trailer is very good. Oh shit! Tomorrow or Sunday night is uh, True Detective, Mahershala Ali. Yep. Oh shit! Yeah, Mahersh- I'm super excited to see Mahershala in a in another leading role. He's he's amazing. Yeah, he's real yep. good. He was real good in Green Book. He was real good in uh, Moonlight. He was real yep. good yep. in. He was the only thing I liked about Luke Cage season one. Yeah. Yep. Cottonmouth was very good. And yep. then they killed him. And I was like, all right, well, I don't care about this show anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's gonna, that's gonna do it for us guys. Um, it was a, it was an awesome show. I think Bobby, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, yeah. it was a pleasure. Appreciate this it. Was great. Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. We might yeah. have to have you, we might have to have you come back for our uh, games and like, and mental health. 
yeah. uh, episode because I know Celeste you- was one of my favorite games of last year, yeah. and uh, I like the commentary that's going on around that a whole lot. Yeah, but I was gonna say just because I know how much you like Celeste, and like as a person who has dealt with depression for the last like eight and a half years, um, playing through that game right now because newsflash, everybody, it's on Games with Gold. Celeste is fucking free, and it was a Game of the Year nominee. Um, that's something we didn't even touch on tonight was games with gold. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's Which true. is right. Ra- even, even if they, even if you fucking Microsoft has just been on fire the yeah. last 12 months and I don't see it yeah. slowing down boys. Nope. Yeah. Sorry. They have no reason to. They're winning hardcore. Um, but yeah, uh, we might have to have Bobby back for a couple of episodes. Um, 100%. but we'll let you guys know. We'll let you guys know when that happens. Um, Real quick, so everybody can find everybody here. Bobby, where can we find you on Twitter and anywhere you want people to find you? Yeah, uh, Twitter, I, I'm somewhat active on. Like, I've tried to get better at Twitter. Uh, I'm just at Bobby Pease. That's P E A S C uh, on Twitter. Um, if you want to play any games with me, I go by Lumberjack Smack on everything. Um, so, it's a very Lumberjack good gamer across the board. And uh, I, I am on Instagram. I take a lot of pictures of my wife and I's travels and our dogs. So it's just uh, BPs85 on Instagram. Dope. Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, Sergeant Sodium on Twitter and Xbox so far. Dope. <laughs> Eric, where can people find you? Hybrid Glass, ever matters. Uh, yeah, here's Bobby's uh, Twitter uh, handle. I was trying to get it in the thing there for a Oh, thanks. You bet. Um, yeah, Hybrid Glass, right here. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dope. Um, and you can find me everywhere. It's important as Love Web. That's, that's, I always want to say Facebook. <laughs> it's Twitter, Instagram, Xbox, PlayStation. No, the command's not in there. Damn. All the, all the things. Um, but that's going to do it for us, guys. Um, as right. you know, this show is going to be on. Oh, I almost forgot about the other thing I had to announce. Rewind. Blip, 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 blip. Um, for those of us, so Ryan, Eric, and I Absolutely are going to play Hive Jump after this. Um, Hive Jump just released on Xbox. Um, they're a local St. Louis um, studio called Graphite Lab, um, and Hive Jump is just now releasing on Xbox and Switch oh, cool. today. Um, and so, yeah, that's that that just released on Xbox and Switch. Um, we got some uh, some code so we can play that and stream that for you. So we're gonna jump in and stream that. Bobby, I'm sorry, I don't have an extra code for you. Um, oh, you're good, um, man. I gave it away, I gave it away yesterday and then thought I should give it to our guest. Fuck. Um but Just tell me how, ever, how it is. We're yeah, yeah. And if and if you want to grab it, um I don't think it's too expensive. I think it's like 20 bucks. Um if you ever want to grab it and join us in, on stream anytime, you're uh, more than welcome. Hey, um, I would uh, love to support some St. Louis folks. Yeah, and uh, they've been all over the news here in town like they're kind of making waves. It's really cool to see that stuff happening. Um and uh hey, I mentioned them in our tweet tonight when we were announcing the show. And uh, the founder, um, the game, and the studio all liked and retweeted the tweet. So maybe, nice. maybe, just maybe, they will tune in. Um, but I'm not sure. But yeah, taste, uh, stay tuned to this channel for that. You can also probably pop on Sarge's channel for that. Um, I might throw it up on my Twitch. My internet's been a little interesting, so we'll see. Um, but um, for those of you who don't know, uh, we do this show every Thursday or Friday late. We stream it here, and then on Monday, um, you can go to nerdybits.com slash listen to find the podcast uploaded. You can also get it on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and a bunch of other podcatcher apps that leech our RSS feed. Um, 
But I'm Caleb, the host. I've got Eric and Ryan and Bobby with me. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. See you guys. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. See ya.